You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Friday. We made it to the end of the week. And a lot to get to today. We've got baseball plays to go over today. We've got UFC this weekend, NBA. Of course, playoffs start tomorrow. So much to get to. SteadyPicks.com. It's completely free to sign up. Sign up today. Best bets from myself. Donnie, Ricky, who's not with us today, but who is with us, and the picks are on the site, Sean with Mustache MMA. Sean, how are you? Doing wonderful, Tom. How are you doing on this Friday? Lovely, lovely, lovely. And at Mustache MMA is where you can find him. His picks are also on the website. Um, Mustache, places to find you. Mustache MMA on YouTube. That's the main place to go. The YouTube channel. It's all the videos, the three videos a week. It's a really nice and simple thing to follow. Three videos a week. The breakdown, just picking the fights. No odds involved, just picking the fights. Best bets, obviously self-explanatory. Best bets on, on that one. And then parlay plays. Giving out a couple of parlays, which you've actually done a really nice job on. So those are the three things that get on uploaded onto YouTube. Then the audio is uploaded onto Steady Picks Radio and Podcast Network, the same place you listen to this. You can listen to that. He gets way more listens on the podcast version than on the YouTube. So if you listen to the podcast version, please go over to the YouTube and Show a little support over there, too, please. And then the third way, mustache, is on the old Twitter machine. My favorite. At mustache underscore MMA on Twitter. You can keep up with everything he's doing, especially, and we'll get to this in a few minutes, but especially some of the early plays that you post on there. Um, yes, really, sir. really, really interesting. Um, but mustache, I want to start with, uh, the MLB. We're in full swing. I've got one pick today. I've got two picks that I'd like to give today on the show. And let's see here. Let's pull it up. just want to give two picks for the people. Cause I didn't have any picks yesterday and you know, just want to, want to, want to give one out here. Um, The two plays I came up with today, two dogs, Um, we're going to go 
The Cleveland Guardians. Plus 130 over the Giants. I know that betting against the Giants seems a little scary, but this Cleveland team is hitting the cover off of the ball right now. I had this price plus 100. So to get 135, I think is what I got at Caesars, um, is a great, great spot to be. The other play I'm going to give, oh man, I, I actually bet more than than two plays. I bet three plays today, but I don't know if I want to make all three official. You know what I mean, Mustache? I guess, Tom, but you, you can't be holding out on the people. Ah, you are right. You are right. All right. Let's unload them all. Three plays today. Cleveland plus 135-ish best available number. For me, it was at uh, Caesars in PA. The second one I have is the Detroit Tigers, plus 116. That number's at FanDuel. Um, I think Caesars has a penny better. So if you have Caesars, you can get 117 on the Tigers. That's what I ended up taking. Plus 117 on them. If I flip over to this, uh, where is it? Oh, we lose the piece. Okay, it's Scooball. Who Scooball is like pretty good, right? He had a good year last year. He's a lefty. He's just, he, he's solid, but Brad Keller is horrible. Brad Keller is so bad. Last year he let he was the bottom tenth ten percentile of the league in like so many of the advanced categories: hard ball percentage exit velocity, all these different things that that we look at. He was in the bottom 10th. Now, he had a really good start, his first start of the season, Brad Keller did, against the Cubs, I believe. So there's a possibility this is the new Brad Keller, but I'm not buying it. Give me the Tigers. Last one? Yeah, I like like that one. The uh, the Royals seem to be struggling. Uh, early this season. Ah, there we go, mustache. I needed I needed the support from the UFC guy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, the last I wasn't being sarcastic either. I was serious. Um, the last one here, Cardinals plus one thirty against the Milwaukee Brewers. I have this priced plus one fifteen on the. Cardinals. Freddie Peralta was really good last year in the advanced metrics for the for the Brewers. He was really, really good. His first start this year, not so good. The most alarming thing about him, and this is where you go too far in depth, right? Potentially too far, is his first start of this year was not very good. 22% walk rate. It's, I mean, obviously, it's just one start, so you can't compare it to the rest of the season. But some of the underlying numbers as to why maybe it didn't go so well for him. And you look at velocity of his fastball, the, the spin of his slider, and all these stats you can find out there on the internet. The, the, the amount of advanced stats for baseball is just absurd. Um, but one of the things you really want to look at is their how hard they're throwing the ball compared to last year and how much spin they have on the ball compared to last year. Now, I know the temperatures change, and, and there's a factor in that as the season goes on. 
But his fastball is down significantly in, in, in speed, which is generally not a good sign when guys lose, you know, a mile per hour or two in this case. It's not a good sign. Do you know, like, what is the general cause of guys, like, losing speed like that and, and, and velocity? Is it, like, generally injuries, age? It's it's It can be both. When you come back from an injury, there's certainly an element of that. Most of the time, it's age. Other times, it's just, it seems to be pretty random. Like, hmm. Just your th- and, and it's you. They would never even know if they didn't have these stats that they lost a mile per hour, right? But it's so important to just how overall good they are that it matters. But you would never notice. Like sometimes you just don't have the same stuff as you had right. last season or the day before or whatever. So it's you know it's hard to it's hard to tell, but it's it's certainly interesting to look at. So those are the three plays, mustache. Those are the three we took. We got the Tigers plus one. I'm sorry. The Guardians plus 135-ish at Caesars. The Tigers plus 118. I checked this. 118 at, at Caesars of PA. And then the Cardinals plus 130. I think you can get a better number than I bet. I bet that yesterday. I think it's up to 140-ish now. So you can definitely get a better number. But Cardinals over the Brewers. All right, Mustache. Love that. Love that. Sounds like the uh, dogs are going to be uh, barking on the diamond tonight, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. We're not off to the best start. That's the um, problem. So I was trying to maybe not give three plays a day so that we could get just back on a, on the right track. But... You know what? It's no better day than today for a three and zero. Yeah, I mean, if if you got if you got an edge in all three of them too, you, you got to play them right. Can't hold back. Oh, I'm so happy you said that because that is the truth. When you have the edge, and the model shows you have the edge, you have to bet it. You have to. Over time, it will work out. Not over a season, two, five seasons, six seasons, ten seasons. Numbers work out. Yeah, and I think you start you'll start to round out a little bit too, because I always think the beginning, first week, two weeks of the season, it's always kind of, especially with no tra- spring training, everything's like kind of all over the place right now. So I'm sure you'll round out very soon. And which and, and what a better me. day uh, than than to start today, you know? That's right. That's right. And it, it disappoints me so much because I knew there was some unknowns. And I still, the first day of baseball, went, oh, I got four picks. And I had three picks and three picks and three picks. And now I find myself in this hole for the season, just like I did last year. I told myself I wasn't going to do it again. But uh, here we are. We'll figure it out. Um, Mustache, talk to me about the UFC this weekend. I want to start with the play on Twitter that you've – any of the plays on Twitter that you gave early in the week and how those have kind of gone. I, I saw one. Is that the only one that you gave out? 
So I had actually two Twitter plays for this card. Um, so I'll start with the first one. Um, it was just a straight money line bet on uh, Vicente Luque. So hit that at minus 160. It was over on DraftKings. Looks like I beat the line at least at the moment currently. Um, at least between my two books, I use FanDuel and DraftKings. Best price between those two is minus 178 right now, I believe. So a little bit of line movement um, that we beat on that one. And I threw two units on that, so I'm pretty confident. Wow. So reasoning behind this, uh, Vicente Luque is is a finisher, man. He, he finishes a lot of his opponents. Um, good power, good technical striking. He's got really good grappling as well. Uh, good wrestling if he wants to use it. But generally, he likes to keep it on the feet if he can. On the other side is Bilal Muhammad. Um, I, I am not a Bilal Muhammad fan, nor do I think... A lot of MMA fans are because he is like a decision mas- machine and he's a boring decision machine. Um, this dude, essentially, what he does is he has really great cardio and he ha- he comes in with the best game plan you-, you can ever see. He always fights the perfect game plan and that's why he always just gets these decision victories. Um, but I think this one's going to be a lot tougher for him because Vicente Luque essentially has no holes in his game. Um, his last two wins in Bala Muhammad have been over Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Damian Maya. So Damian Maya is like, he's old as dirt. And also he's a BJJ, you know, um, black belt. That's where his pedigree is. Um, not the best in the standup. So what does Bala Muhammad do? He doesn't go to the ground. He just strikes with him and he wins a decision. All right, good job. Next fight, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson's the opposite. He doesn't have any grappling, but he's a really good striker. So what's Bilal Muhammad going to do? <laughs> Take him down and and sit on him for 13 minutes of the fight. But now you're coming in against a fighter, Vicente Luque, who's well-rounded. He has good grappling. He has good wrestling. He has really good striking. Um, I think he's going to struggle in this one to find that that hole, that game plan where he can squeeze out a decision win. Now, there is a chance here because he has really great cardio that he could squeak out some rounds. Um, But Vicente Luque also shows that he has pretty good cardio. Uh, I don't think he's ever had a five-round fight, or at least he hasn't gotten to those rounds before. Um, But he's shown good cardio in in, in the past in in three-round fights. So I'm not too nervous. I'm very confident in laying two units on Vicente Luque. And if you look in the in the greater uh, market outside of those two books, you've actually destroyed this line. I'm seeing as high as almost minus 200. A lot of 190s out there. So in the market overall, I think you crushed the line as of right now anyway, which is fantastic. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that continued to move. Um, I did kind of see the line teeter-totter a little bit because I, I don't understand the – the money on Muhammad, but, um, but anyway, I guess plus money, great cardio, but, but yeah, I'm all over Vicente Luque on this one. I suppose you get to a certain point where even in your math, in your handicap of this, it will get to a certain point where Bilal Muhammad is the better pick based on the price. Right, like if I gave you plus three hundred on 
Muhammad, you're taking that. Right? Yeah, yeah, probably. There, there, eventually, it'll get to that point, but um, with him sitting at maybe what he's got to be like plus 160 at the best, I, I don't think that's the best play, to be honest. I don't either. I don't either. But as you know, as the line kind of moves that way for some people, that's why we might be seeing some buyback. Is like some people might be getting mm. to the point where. Okay, plus one fifty five. That's within range where I think it has been too inflated. Like I'm going to take that. Yep, yep. Now I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that's where we could see a little bit of pushback, for but sure. Either way, all steam has been full ahead on on Luke, and I like to play a lot. Um, what was the second one on Twitter that you had? Um, the other Twitter play uh, was one unit on Borello and Umar Godziev. Fight goes the distance. I got that at plus 140 on DraftKings. Um, now it's looking like uh, the best price between my two books is plus 118 on FanDuel. So also beat that pretty good so far. We'll see how that closes and, and where it closes. Um and I actually did want to kind of touch on this in terms of uh, potentially some areas for the viewers and even myself um, and, and yourself too, Tom, to to learn from this situation oh, I and what it. I was viewing um, when I was looking to bet this. Please. I love that. So um, essentially um, – I was waiting for all the prop lines to open. So generally they have the money line plays, maybe the over under plays that are available, you know, a week in advance, maybe two. But the prop bets, they don't come out until maybe four, four days before the event starts. That's when I have my eye on things. That's where I can think I can usually get the best value. And also the prop bets are a lot of the plays that I tend to um, actually bet. Mm hmm. So I was looking at two things with, with this fight here. I was looking at the over two and a half and I was looking at fight goes the distance. However, um, DraftKings came out with the lines relatively early. Usually, um, if you're looking to, for, for the earliest lines in MMA in terms of props, DraftKings always has them super early. Like you can generally get them Monday, Tuesday. Um, FanDuel will lag a little bit behind. And I've noticed the other books, um, they're not as quick as those two. But nevertheless, um, I was looking at uh, DraftKings, watching the line movement. And I was watching the o over two and a half. This started at like plus 120 maybe, um, maybe plus 115, something around that ballpark. Mm -hmm. And I slowly see that tick. Tick down, tick down, tick down. Now I see it at minus money, and it's continuing to go down. And um, it's at now it's at minus one fifteen on DraftKings, right? Mm -hmm. Over two and a half. So now I'm looking at a very similar bet, very similar market in fight goes to distance. This is a three round fight, so instead of an over two and a half, uh, so an over twelve point five minutes, you're looking at over fifteen minutes. Very close, very close. Um, and what do you know? The fight goes the distance hasn't moved at all. So in your mind, these are two very similar markets, a lot of heat, a lot of movement on one and the other hasn't moved at all. And in my mind, 
these are so similar that okay, one of the one that hasn't moved at all is due to drop, and there is good value on that currently in the market based on what the the over two and a half is saying. And as soon as I saw the line, um, the prop bet open in Fanduel, and it wasn't as good at DraftKings, I hit DraftKings right away, plus one forty, and probably about an hour later, it dropped straight down to plus one ten. Um, so. Yeah. Obviously, you would have to be pretty diligent about looking at the books and and watching these lines move and um, looking out for correlated markets, if you will. But they're not directly related in terms of the sports book. So, like, the sports book doesn't have them linked. The over if the over two and a half gets money on one side, um, the fight goes the distance doesn't automatically go down. So that's an opportunity for us as as betters to get a better price on something that is most likely going to have money come in on it very soon. That was the best um, monologue. Do I call it a monologue? That was that was the best thing you've ever said on the show. Probably that I've ever heard on on any of your shows. Just that thought process, because I can't tell you how critically important it is to know where the line's going and to think you got to think like people don't understand. They're just out there betting games. Like you have to think about it. And the thought process there is so sound. Why is this line moving? And this line is not, that's the opportunity to jump on it on a very correlated. No, it does a hundred percent of the times. If it goes over two and a half, does it go the distance? No, of course not. But are they very correlated? Obviously. Yes, very much so. Um, so all of that was just wonderful. Great point. Yeah. I love what you did. I was excited to um, – sorry, Tom. I was excited to uh, spiel on that one because I knew uh, the Steady Picks, the steady picks Poise and the um, and the viewers would be uh, proud of me on that one, a little learning experience that I had that I would like to share. No, and that's wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. And it's even harder in MMA where a lot of the books post them at different times of the week and – there's no really great way to track the line movements besides literally signing in and going to the the prop and looking at it and writing it down or remembering in your head. Like it's very difficult. I mean, there's a lot of books now that still don't have the props out. Like Caesars PA will not post props for UFC. Yeah, that's that's the problem I have with all the other books and why I only use FanDuel and DraftKings because they're the only ones that post those props like by and, Thursday morning. All the other books might not have them until like Friday afternoon. It's just too too late for me. I like to get my picks in early um, by, by Thursday around noon. And guess what? Another lesson for you. If the other books, all those other books aren't posting until Friday afternoon – where do you think they're getting their lines from? Oh, yeah, they're getting the lines from the people that did post them and that already got bet into shape. So you see what I'm saying? DraftKings opens it early. The market we were just talking about, it moves significantly, right? Over two and a half, it moves significantly. And it gets bet into minus money, minus 105, whatever it is now. Do you really think Caesars is going to go post plus 140 for over... Two and a half? No, they're just going to go on a FanDuel, copy the line, because they know it's been up for a few days or a day or two, and it's already bet that, you know, they've adjusted it as they needed to, as they got bets in on it. 
So I'm just going to go post something that's close to, you know, what they got. There's so much in this industry and in this space of copycat. I don't want to be the first person to post anything, right? I'm just going to copy what everybody else does. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. But um, now maybe we're going too far down the rabbit hole for that one. Um, no, you're good. I, I love it. Um, and then I can even break down that fight even further as to why I like fight goes the distance as well and why I think there's money going in on it. Um, yeah, please. Omar Gaziev, uh, super good wrestler um, and, and high-level grappler as well. Uh, and he's going up against Borello, uh, who's mainly a striker, but he's a karate stance type guy. He has good movement on the feet, keeps the distance well. Eight inch reach advantage, Tom. Very, very long that. reach advantage for him. Um, so what's that going to mean? That means it's going to be very difficult for Omar Gatsiev to close the distance and get the takedowns. Also, Borello has good takedown defense. Um, so and he has good grappling as well. Um, he um, went to a uh, decision in a grappling match against Jailton Almeida, who has very good grappling as well. Um, he lost, but he was able to survive and not get submitted, which I think is a big tell into how he's able to um, defend other people's grappling capabilities. So I think he's going to be all right here and be able to survive. And on the other hand, uh, Omar Gatsiev, uh, he's not the best on the feet, but he's got a good shim. His striking defense is is pretty good as well. And Kai Borello isn't necessarily much of a power guy. More more technicality, if you will. He does have some power for sure. Um, but the technical striking is, is more his, his um, uh, suit, if you will. So I like both these guys. I think they're super durable in their own, you know, areas where the other excels. And, and I like this one to go the distance. Okay. Um, the grappling match. Where are we watching? Do you watch that somewhere? Like against Almeida? Did you were you able to find that? No, so I didn't necessarily watch it. I just took it as you know, um, it was just listed on Tapology. Mm -hmm. So I took it for face value. Um, and that Jelton Almeida, they went the distance. I believe it's about an eight minute grappling match. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't obviously Jelton Almeida won. I don't know how dominant maybe he won. Um, but he was able to at least defend off any submissions that Jelton Almeida threw on him. So in my mind, that's a good tell that he has. Good grappling defense um, because Jelton Almeida is is pretty explosive. He's actually, in my opinion, he's he's going to be a star soon in the UFC. So I thought that was pretty impressive that he could have gone the distance in a grappling match with him. Okay, I'm always just curious because I know you watch a lot of film, and this this match took place in the submission circus one. So I was curious how uh, how you're how you're streaming circus submission one. Submission, jeez, <laughs> submission circus. Hey, boy, in uh, Brazil there, but uh, no, that 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 works very nicely, very very well. Um, mustache, give me one more fight that you've bet. We got time for one more. Give me one more fight that you like here. I, I'd be curious if 
if unless you have something else you'd really like to share, the Zabatini fight is obviously one our our listeners will gravitate to a lot. So maybe that one, unless you have a a, a real good one, uh, something else in mind. Yeah, yeah, I could touch on Sabatini really quick as well. Um, I actually didn't make any plays on this in terms of straight bets, just okay. because I don't know the outcome. I think there's a lot of different potential outcomes we can have here, and and Sabatini, he could get a sub. I definitely like him to win here. Um, he's facing TJ Lemayhu, uh, Laramie, if you will. Um, and he, he's a pretty good wrestler. He's got decent striking, but Sabatini's also a really good wrestler. He's got a high-level jiu-jitsu, um, and his striking is uh, actually pretty good as well. So Sabatini's pretty well-rounded in a lot of areas here. Um, I, I just don't know how he's going to get the win, and it could be quick. It could be a decision. It could be a submission. could be a knockout. Um, just because I'm not exactly sure how Sabatini's going to win this one is kind of why I'm staying away from it. Um, so that one's just a pass for me. Okay. Then um, give me the one, give me the one that you, the next one you've bet here. Yeah. So I'll, I'll touch on a one that I do like uh, a fight I like, and I have actually two plays on it. Um, so Chris Barnett and uh, Martin Boudet. So, I have one unit on fight starts the second round, minus 125 on DraftKings. Not sure if there was any movement on it. Probably not because those fight starts X round uh, bets don't necessarily move them up. But um, I like this one because Chris Barnett, um, he had that really moment if you will do like dances like crazy on his walkout and he's got like crazy spinning kick capabilities as a big like short fat guy essentially so it's actually like crazy to see and, and pretty cool um and he got a spinning heel click knockout his last time out um so i i guess like people were kind of high on him but at the same time he, he's not really that good he hasn't beaten good competition um i feel like martin boudet here is gonna roll on him but uh, Martin Boudet is kind of a slow starter. He plots forward. Chris Barnett is, is pretty durable in the early going. So I think this one definitely starts. Um, but I think that's when we start to see Chris Barnett decline heavily. Chris Barnett doesn't have the best, um, cardio and Martin Boudet has pretty good cardio. So especially if grappling and clinch work is involved, Martin Boudet is going to put on that clinch work. He's going to grapple a little bit. He's going to tire Chris Barnett out, and he's probably going to get him out of there in the second or third round, I think. So this comes to my other play. I have a half unit on Boudet, KOTKO, in the second or third round, plus 440 on FanDuel. I actually like that a lot at that price. Um, I just see that fight going exactly how I said. Um, It being somewhat competitive in the first, but Chris Barnett losing. And then Chris Barnett, slowly his cardio is just declining heavily. Martin Boudet takes over very easily, gets the knockout win in the second or the third. Yeah, that's one I'm going to be betting because that sounds exactly how that fight is going to go um, to a T. That sounds like exactly how it's going to go. Chris Barnett, big boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Sean, thank you so much. 
for your time on the show today. Mustache, everything is posted, uh, will be posted today for the audio. For those who want to listen to the podcast, it's all posted on YouTube at Mustache MMA. Make sure you follow on Twitter at Mustache underscore MMA. And of course, I'm at TomLong36 on the Twitter machine. I love talking to people. We get, here's what I don't understand. Here's what I'm going to throw out there. I meant to say this at the beginning. We get so many listens to this podcast and like, where are all the people on Twitter? Where are you at? I know you're on Twitter. Come say hello or Show something. some love. Show some love. Come on. Come on. Let's go talk about something. Ask me something. Please. <laughs> Study Picks Radio. Wake up a wager. Mustache. Thank you again. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Enjoy the Sixers. First playoff game tomorrow. Enjoy it all. For sure. Thanks, Tom.